really like. Because there's just nothing better than this. The TrojanSports.com podcast kicks off. Right now? Right now. No, no, I don't know. You said. Cock-a-doodle-doo, Bob. Oh, yeah. Direct from Rivals and Yahoo Sports. This, this is the TrojanSports.com podcast. For a USC with Trojan Sports Publisher, Chris P. Swanson. Move it on. You, you better cut that out, man. I swear. That better, I better not hear that on the podcast. You mean about the him doing that? Yeah, we broke down. The, the Beat reporter, Adam J. Maya. Here we go. Yeah. Message boards. We start March. Yeah. It's the weekly radio show you need for everything USC. Is that your first joke? Follow Trojansports.com on Twitter at USC underscore rivals. The Trojansports.com podcast kicks off now. now, now. We're back. It's another edition of the Trojansports.com podcast. I'm Chris Swanson, the the publisher of Trojansports.com. I'm here with Adam J. Maya, our beat writer. Adam, how are you today? I'm all right. How are you? Good. It's a beautiful Sunday. Yeah, did you go to church today? Of course, every Sunday, just like you. Have you and been to church? In my life? Yeah. Uh, yes. When was I've the last to... time you went? Uh, God, what a, great, what a great way to start the show. <laughs> I don't really care even. I just uh, thought it'd be fun to ask. I think I was like eight, seven. Yeah? Maybe. Yeah. 20 years? Yeah, it's been a while. The like 90s? Real church? You haven't uh, been in yeah. this country? Yeah, it might not even... Yeah, it wasn't this century. It probably wasn't even 1999, so... Have you been to a wedding? Uh, yes. Because sometimes they give church there. Yeah. Well, trying to think. Now, I didn't go to any weddings in a church, and if I did, it wouldn't have been... No, not in a church. Just, like, they'll they'll have, like, a church service with the wedding. Like, they'll have a sermon. No, so... I get that. That doesn't surprise me at all. I've been to Temple a few times. Temple? So, yes. What Temple? Who's Temple? Well, like for a bat mitzvah or a bar mitzvah or yeah. whatever. Like you had a friend that asked you to come? How did you yeah. end up there? Yeah, well, this this was since church. I was probably 13, but okay. I just figured this counted. So I'll, I'll count it, yeah. Yeah, that counts, right? For the record... I got married before I met Chris Swanson. Otherwise, I would have invited him to my wedding. Really? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I would have ruined your wedding. <laughs> no, you I think you would have been divorced right after your wedding. I, if I went you came to... What was it? Was it my son's first birthday party? Yes. Yeah. I've, I've let you around my family. I know. I don't know why. We, you're my friend. We're friends. Yeah, maybe not on Facebook, but we're we're officially friends. <laughs> Joe Paterno and Jerry Sandusky were friends too. <laughs> oh, I guess so. Sure, I'll count you as a friend. You don't count you. You're only counting me because I've counted you. I well, I don't know. I don't have friends, but now I guess I have one. So, <laughs> okay. What a great start. I know of another one that you have, but we won't go there. We won't go there. Yeah. I know who you're talking about and don't talk about it. What a great start to the show. This is way better than that, that one that we decided not to use. That yeah. one take. It's way better. Well, now we can really sell the promotion. Oh, good. What is that promotion, Adam? I believe it's if you buy a month of Trojan Sports, you get two free. That's pretty good. Yep. 
That's pretty exciting. There's a lot of great reasons to sign up for Trojansports.com as well. You obviously can interact with Adam and I on the message boards. You get all of Adam's great coverage of the team. And also my beat, uh, my beat coverage, <laughs> my recruiting coverage, excuse me. Uh, a lot You're on the recruiting beat. The recruiting beat, that is true. And there's a lot of recruiting updates right now, so go check it out. I talked to a five-star defensive end recently who was uh, compared to Reggie Bush by the USC coaching staff. That's an article worth reading. I think I have wait, the wait. latest. I, I, I don't mean to interject, I swear, but did okay. you say a five-star defensive end compared to Reggie? Yes. Now okay. you're going to make fun of the story. No, 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 no. I, and now sure I want to no sign one... up. Now I want to, you, you even though I'm a, a moderator, if you will, I, I might just create another account and <laughs> hope we get two months out of it for free. They're like, play defensive end, catch some swing passes out of the backfield, run the ball, return some punts and kicks. You know, no yeah. big deal. Okay. Um, what else yeah. do you got? Tabari Hines visited recently. We talked grad to him. Transfer. He's the potential grad transfer wide receiver. Uh, had a great time at USC. Is down to USC, Oregon, and Texas, and should be committing soon. Okay. So we have an update on his visit, and also uh, we have an update on a very, very highly ranked defensive end out of the South who recently put USC on his top ten list, and he explains why. That's another one worth checking out. We have a lot more too. I write a lot of recruiting updates. We've always talked about that. More coming this weekend. Actually, I have uh, two in the can ready to go and okay. uh yeah plenty of reasons to sign up at usc.rivals.com slash sign underscore up this is draft week that's another reason to sign up i know that it was a little bit quiet on the recruiting front but we were still busy it was fun too yeah did you have fun watching the nfl draft for three days or whatever it was <laughs> i might have tuned out after day <laughs> One and a half. <laughs> I love the honesty. Yeah. I mean, it, that, that's kind of where it ended for USC. You know, day two, we saw three more guys go. Uh, we'll talk about all of it. Let's start with the top, though. Sam Darnold. So, there was a lot of smoke. Uh, even between the time that we recorded our podcast last week, uh, Wednesday afternoon, and between then and Thursday evening when the draft commenced, in which the rumors of Cleveland going Cleveland and drafting Baker Mayfield number one overall. Did you believe it after a certain point, or did you still think it would be Darnold number one? No, because I think it's so dumb to you, pick Baker Mayfield number one. So you didn't believe it? No, I just think it's it's stupid. I, if they had picked Josh Rosen, I would have gotten it. I'm serious. Yeah. I know he has his own issues. They, they all do. I mean, you, you can see through with yeah. each of the four quarterbacks, they all have real flaws that make it hard to be sold. Or you could probably talk yourself out of each one or into each one. Yeah. I just didn't get why they picked a guy that seems to have some Josh Rosen character issues. And I don't think is as talented as Josh Rosen. I understand he won the Heisman and took Oklahoma to the playoffs. And I think he's a great quarterback. And I really great college quarterback. Him. Great college quarterback, exactly. Uh, I don't buy him as a number one overall pick. Uh, hopefully, you know, I hope he proves me wrong and he has a very successful career because I hope that for absolutely everybody. 
I just don't get it. So I did not believe it until it happened. And then I was like, oh, it happened. Yeah. So. Yeah, me too. I was shocked. The rumors run rampant. It happens every year. And while I did kind of buy that Cleveland might draft Josh Allen for a time, uh, although I'm not buying him myself, I did not think they were going to take Baker Mayfield. And it's funny that they took a guy who didn't even go to the draft. Right? Yeah. Like, it's just so Cleveland in, in so many ways. The guy that they took wasn't even there. Yeah, so I thought he'd be Darnold. That was my prediction. I was wrong. I made another prediction. In fact, I, I called it a promise. I said that he wouldn't fall below two. And the Giants, wow, I I really respect them. And that's why I thought, while they might not have planned to take a quarterback, that if Darnold were still available through Cleveland's mistake, that they would change courses and take Darnold. Or at the very least, trade the pick, because so many people would want Darnold at number two. But... That was interesting to me how the moment after Cleveland made their selection, or a moment after it was announced, that the New York pick was in right away. They they did not waver. They were all in on Saquon Barkley. And I think all of us that have watched Barkley, especially, uh, you know, USC fans from that Rose Bowl, I think we all believe in him. I, I understand why he'd be the highest ranked prospect in the draft overall of any player, and why you would bet on him being good. I think he'll be really good. I think he'll he'll probably be great. I just draw a line in the sand with running backs. I, I wouldn't want one that high in a draft. Not in the in in this NFL, the way that running backs are used and also because of the volatility of the position and how, how much they get injured. I just think that that's bad business to take a guy that high that might give you maybe five or six years of of prime production if they stay healthy. It's typically about five or six. You look at the history of running backs, and very, 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 very few have been productive, if not in their prime, past the age of 28. Yeah, it's stupid. I'm sorry. Where, Where quarterbacks, as we know, even if they're not great, even if they're Alex Smith, can be good for you well into their 30s, mid-30s, even late 30s. Sam Darnold didn't have to be a Hall of Famer to justify taking him at the top, where Barkley basically does. I I just can't remember the last team that played in the Super Bowl where I felt like, oh, they have a, you know, they might be the best team in the, in the NFL because of this running back they have. Yeah, I, in fact, I was having a conversation with my, my doctor today, uh, who uh, I happened to go to church with. and uh, Not Temple? <laughs> no. He didn't invite you to his bar mitzvah back in the day? Okay. his son's bar mitzvah? So, so he, he's a New Yorker, and so he's a big-time New York Giants fan. And he was all excited. And I probably was a little bit too harsh about, about it because I thought they made such a mistake. And I pointed out, look at Adrian Peterson, who for a time was probably my favorite player in the NFL. And I think is probably the best running back of the last, I don't know, 
20 years, uh, a top 10 all-time back. And he can swing a tree branch. Okay, come on. So, Adrian Peterson, the one year in which the Vikings contended for a title was the year that Brett Favre was there and had an MVP-like season. As good as Adrian Peterson was, the Vikings really haven't done much with hadn't done much with him. Yeah, and, and not because of him, of course not. I mean, he's been the best. He was the best back for about a decade straight. But that's just not the way you win in football. It's rare that you find those teams that uh, will win in spite of quarterback play. And I, I mean, especially with the whole rookie model now where they don't get paid like they did when Bradford went number one and Stafford went number one in a rookie contract. I think that's how you build a franchise. I think the Giants probably think we're not trying to rebuild, we're reloading, and they think last year was an aberration. And they might be right. Eli might be adequate. But what about in three years, four years, Eli's maybe out of the league, and then Sam Darnold will be across the way in the same stadium playing for the Jets. He, he was right there on their lap, and they passed on him. And if he's playing good football, you'll just regret that pick for years. I, I think it's easier to justify the pick um, than drafting a running back. But we'll see. So I, I think Darnold was fortunate to end up with the Jets. Now, the Jets have their own issues historically. Uh, they're, different, they're better than Cleveland, but they, they've also been kind of lovable losers at times. I think that his character will play well in New York. I think that his temperament will play well. I think that his game will play well in some harsher weather at times. Like we said last week, I don't know if he'll be a superstar. I think he has a bunch of star qualities. But at the very least, I think that he'll be good. He'll be good for them. And he he's, he's not in Cleveland. You know, I, I know he wanted to go number one. I know that there's a little bit of disappointment. Because I think he had worked to be that guy. And he embraced Cleveland. Where a lot of people run away from it. We heard Josh Rosen kind of talk down on them. While he was still at UCLA. And, and Darnold. Remember when he, he came out and refuted. Those murmurs that he was avoiding Cleveland. And would consider coming back to USC. Just to not play for them. He made sure. He made it clear that. No I, I, I'm not saying anything bad about Cleveland. And I would, I'd be honored to go to Cleveland. So he wanted that. And I think that's unfortunate that, that they didn't see that and that they didn't uh, feel the same way about him. But ultimately, now you're in the league and it kind of doesn't matter. It, it doesn't really matter if you're number one or you're number three or whatever. Uh, or even if, if you're number ten, like, like Rosen. It's going to be about how you play football. And... I feel good about Darnold in New York because of his preparation, his work ethic, his humility. I think uh, he's in a situation where he can learn from Josh McCown, who is not a good quarterback, but 
by all accounts, is one of the better teammates that you can have in the NFL. And it's someone that maybe McCown starts early in the season, maybe for a, a little while. And But he's someone that will... I, in fact, McCown also came out and said, like, I want to do everything I can to prepare Sam Darnold to be the quarterback of the Jets. Not all starting quarterbacks, not all veterans would have that that approaching that mentality because they're competitive. And I I understand that end of it, but McCown's just mature and at a point in his career where he understands I'm a placeholder for this kid. And it would be great if, if he could reach his potential. And, and I'd love to play a part in that. So good for him. You know, that, that wouldn't have happened so much in Cleveland with Tyrod Taylor, who's a lot younger and trying to stay in the league. And, and of course, that's understandable. And so I feel like he finds himself in a good quarterback room and with, I think, a cool fan base. And there's a, a bit of USC history there that um, we might not think of the Jets a lot, but you got Keyshawn that played there and did well. You have Mark Sanchez where it's, you know, it's kind of, there are two sides of that coin. But he did, uh, I don't want to say lead, but he was their quarterback when they reached consecutive AFC championship games. So I don't, I know Jets fans and they, they actually have a, like a, a place in their heart for him. And, you know, soft spot. And then Leonard Williams is there now. So there's a little bit of a connection there. I think it's cool to be in New York. So all things considered, I think uh, Sam Darnold is in a good place. What do you think about him on the Jets? What do I think about Sam Darnold on the Jets? I think uh, it would have been better for USC fans and for Sam and everything like that if he went number one, obviously. Uh, But he didn't go to Cleveland, and I think that's a big deal. He's in New York. It's a big deal. He's an athlete. Uh, Wait, so better to be number one or better to not be in Cleveland? It's be- I would say that it's better to be number one overall, obviously. Uh-huh. Yeah, but that's a but consolation to He avoid went Cleveland. to New York, and he's top three. Yeah. So what's He'll the- get paid about the same on the rookie deal. Yeah, and, and, but, and it's New York. I mean, he could literally become the biggest football star in the world. Yeah. In that market. Yeah. I'm I don't know if it will happen. I'm not But if he's good, it, it can happen. happen. But yeah. it could happen. Because it's New York. So I think it's a I think it's huge. I think he's a great fit there. Uh star quarterback in New York. I feel like I feel like we've been kind of waiting for that for a while. I know there's Eli Manning and I guess he was that guy for a while, but it never felt like he was really that upper upper echelon quarterback. I it it just that always feels like a fit to me when you have a potential star quarterback going to New York. So I like it. Now the team uh, is not a good football team. So I think that's tough. I think it's always easier for a quarterback, a young quarterback, when everything around you is working at a high level. Uh, It makes everything easier. I'm not sure that if he starts, it's going to be easy for Sam Darnold. I think it might end up being pretty rough um, just because of that. Uh, But you know what? If he can, if he can become what he's supposed to become, they're a good defense away or a good offensive line away 
from competing, and I think it's a great fit. I think the New York Jets made the right call. I think if you have that top three pick, you should pick a quarterback, uh, an offensive lineman, a defensive lineman, or trade down. That's kind of my philosophy on it. Maybe there's that top, top lineman that warrants that top five pick. But or it's, a corner. It's, maybe a corner, yeah. Top, top elite athlete or a quarterback or trade down. And, uh, you know, so I don't necessarily agree with the, with what the Giants did. But um, I think the Jets need they need a top-end quarterback. They've, it seems like they've always needed one. They're kind of similar to Cleveland. We kind of beat that to death on other podcasts with Cleveland about how, you know, they didn't have a quarterback in my whole lifetime, pretty much. Um, and the New York Jets aren't that different, honestly. So. Yeah, I mean, they had, they've had Vinny. They had Chuck Pennington. They've had a couple years here and there. They haven't had stability. They had Boomer when I was a kid. But you're right. They, they haven't had a franchise quarterback that they could be proud of for a long time. And if you get that guy in the NFL, you're, it's, you're really not far away from competing. No. You're really not. It's, you're basically in the playoffs almost every year. Yeah. You put a defense with him. You put an offense or an offensive. I don't even think you really need both. I think if you have both, like obviously you're maybe you know the Super Bowl champion or the runner-up. But it really just feels like you know, give that guy a chance, whether it's by stopping the other team all the time and just you know because eventually he'll score, or uh, give him an offensive line and he'll find somebody open. So if Sam, yeah, I, I think it's a genius pick. I think it's a great fit. I don't know if it'll work out because you never know with top quarterback picks if it'll all work out. Because I mean, what what is he? When you pick somebody in the top three, what are they supposed to be? Right? Like, what's supposed to be their ceiling? Hall of Famer, best ever. So who knows? But I think the Jets did the right thing, and I love the fit for Sam Darnold. Would I have preferred him being on the Patriots for his sake? Of course, but he's too good for that, right? So I'm happy he's in New York. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's funny that he went to New York and he's probably most compared to Mark Sanchez as far as USC quarterbacks go. Yeah. That's been the comparison for you know for the last two years that we've heard the most. And now he's in New York and New York is in the same place that they kind of always have been or it, it's felt like they, they typically are. Do you see this going, like, do you see this potentially going the way it did with Sanchez? Now, I mean, this team is not as strong as the one that Sanchez joined because that one did immediately go to the AFC Championship his first two years. I would be shocked if that happened here. But I'm wondering if you could see it kind of playing out that way. I know that doesn't sound like a great topic, but I just want to know if, if you see those parallels potentially playing out or do you think it'll be much different yeah i could um i but i do think it could be much different and i think that i would if i had to bet i would expect it to be different because i feel like mark sanchez even though he had all the talent in the world and was a very talented college quarterback i feel like it was different for him at usc uh i felt like he was kind of protected by that defense that they had uh, when he was there, and for Sam Darnold, uh, he was everything for USC. I also feel like Mark Sanchez, while he was a superstar at USC, obviously, 
because uh, he's their starting quarterback. He came in, watched other guys do it, learned. Sam Darnold came into USC, which is really the New York City of college uh, you know, uh, football Cultural. programs. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, I mean, there's not a there's not a more comparable uh, situation. Uh, you know, yeah. in college, than than going to USC. That is the New York Jets or the New York Giants for a quarterback. It's the biggest spotlight for quarterbacks in college football. I think yeah. without question. Mm-hmm. Um, Sam Darnold came in, calm and cool, without problem, and everybody knows this, right? And was starting young and, and beat out a guy that he wasn't expected to beat out really uh, when it first started, and. Uh, and never, you know, he just it just seemed to come so naturally to him. So that's why I think it might work out better is because I feel like Sanchez, he came along, watched it, you know, which was able to mature and grow and be able to fill that role as a college quarterback. But I feel like we didn't know um, that he had that quality of I can go to the biggest stage as a youngster and no problem, my nerves are fine, and I'm playing as a superstar. So I could totally see Sam Darnold doing something similar with the New York Jets uh, that compared to what he did at USC. Right. I would honestly th- think it would parallel that more than it would parallel Mark Sanchez's career because I feel like Darnold is just so naturally that guy that, like, oh, what's the big deal? I'm just playing football in New York. Yeah. I'm just the starting quarterback. Who cares? And he's starring along the way. I could see that happening. Mark Sanchez, I feel like I totally think he should have left early. I've never, you know, been one of those people that, that thought like, oh, if he had stayed, things would have been different. Um, but I felt like his, his career at USC was much different than Sam Darnold's. And I think Sam Darnold's career at USC sets him up for NFL success. He was everything. He was USC's everything for two years. And he yeah, took he that role on. Yeah, he didn't carry the team. Yeah. Took that role on at such a young age. Uh, and it's USC. It's, it's the biggest... A football team in Los Angeles, you know, like uh, the. It just to me, I would, I would expect his career in the NFL to parallel that. Um, although, you can never be sure. No, you can't. In fact, I'm reading an article right now, in which uh, this columnist in New York interviewed Mark Sanchez. It's a pretty good piece, and Sanchez offers his advice, and. At one point, I mean, among there's the obvious things where extension saying football has to be your number one. I, I think you can check that off without even blinking with Darnold. Um, he said that your family has to be a rock. From what I know about the Darnolds, I don't expect that to be an issue. And then uh, one thing he didn't say that the writer said is that Sanchez was in part done in by the way that that, that regime operated that, that he played for because they neglected the offense. And, and that's something that's out of Darnold's control. But if that doesn't happen, if you surround him with weapons and not just focus on building up the defense, then I think Sam Darnold's a player that will only get better when he plays with good players. I think he's someone that will adapt, but like we saw this past year, it took some time, and I thought he did struggle early in the season especially, because the talent around him had dropped off considerably from the year before, both on the offensive line and uh, his uh, receivers. 
it was just different. It was a different environment that he played in. And then, as we saw, Tyler Vaughn's inserted into the lineup and Michael Pittman, and of course their maturity as well, and even some maturity in the O-line, Darnold fared better. And really, the only time where I thought he didn't play well at all, and even those games, it's like, you could kind of, if you, you could look at it both ways, but, you know, the Notre Dame game, where he had the turnovers, although he did complete about 70% of his passes, and then in the Ohio State game, where he had a couple turnovers, but also, you know, Deontay Burnett had a big drop and a turnover in the first half of the first quarter, and they fell into a hole, and then Darnold got stuck eight times. Anyway, we've been through this before, but my point is, like, of course when people around him fail, then Darnold will be vulnerable to that, and that's just life as a quarterback. But I think if he's surrounded by good people, it doesn't have to be the best team in the league. If he's surrounded by talent, I think he he uh, elevates people. I think he makes people better. I think that people look better when they play with him. And I think we saw that with Zach Banner and Chad Wheeler and Deontay Burnett and Darius Rogers. People that hadn't done a lot before they played with Sam Darnold. So... We, we can't predict all that with the New York Jets, but I do think that whereas Sanchez might have been victimized by that and couldn't overcome it, I think Darnold is a, probably a better player. And if the Jets do right by him, then I think they'll be good. And that's really as far as I can go right now in, in terms of how confident I am and, and how I see this playing out. I think that Darnold has a mentality of I don't really care where I play. He was down to go to Cleveland. He was down to go to New York. If he would have fallen to the draft and and slid down to number 10, maybe, where Arizona traded up to and played for the Cardinals, well, initially there would have been that disappointment because it's hard when you have expectations and, and a belief that you would go at a certain point, as we saw with Josh Rosen, who I don't think handled it very well, at least publicly. I think Darnold, although he would have said different things, he might have felt the same way as Josh Rosen ultimately did. But at, at the same time, I think he'd be very he'll he'll be very happy. I think he's just a chameleon in that way, like I've said before, where he'll just adapt and he'll be content. He'll be satiated by his opportunity. And I, I think that that spirit, that gratitude that is uh, that is in him, goes a long way for for what he's about to embark in. So I I really believe in Darnold being successful in the NFL. Uh, it's just when we talk about projecting how good he'll be, uh, there are a lot of things that he'll need to improve in, like a lot of twenty-year-old quarterbacks. I believe I read that he was the youngest quarterback drafted um, in in the draft era as a third year guy. I, I I I don't quote me on that. But I thought that's what I, what I read that no one had been younger than him. Because right now he's twenty. He'll be twenty one in June, and so I believe he's the youngest quarterback to be drafted. Maybe it was first round. It might have been youngest quarterback drafted in the first round. 
even harder. So time, time is on his side, I, I'd like to think. I, I'd like to think that the Jets will be patient because, they, like you said, they've been waiting for this for some time. In fact, a year ago, they were the first ones where we saw the jerseys pop up with Darnold on the back on a Jets jersey. And I, I, I don't know if they coined the suck for Sam motto. I can't remember exactly where it came from, but I know they were in on it early. They they were they were thrilled. I, I don't think there was a more exciting fan base uh, than than the Jets when they landed Sam Darnold at number three. And you compare that to what? Did you see that 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 shot of the Cleveland fans when they announced Baker Mayfield? Yeah, well, they all wanted Sam Darnold because they're not <laughs> stupid. They're like, why did we take that quarterback? Also, the didn't the Browns have a pick at four? Yeah. Why didn't they just take another quarterback then? You well, know, they like could have gotten Mayfield at four, right? It, totally. It's weird. It's weird. It, it, it's weird. I mean, so Darnold didn't know that he wasn't going first until Goodell announced it. I mean, his phone hadn't rang, so at that point he assumed. But it, it goes to show you that Cleveland takes a guy who didn't even go to the draft. Like, they weren't sure what they were doing. They've had months now to figure this out. And they didn't know what direction. I mean, they knew they were going with a quarterback, and yet they didn't know who they were taking. I think that tells you something about what they ultimately did. So, in the long run, in the long term, I think this is better for Darnold. Also, to not play for Hugh Jackson. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there. And hey. funny, funny enough, Hugh Jackson was approached about becoming the USC head coach after Stark was relieved. Yeah. He could have been Sam Darnold's coach in college. He would have screwed him up then. And that's why I tweeted, this is, my, this is probably the best thing to happen to Sam Donald's career. That's a former USC offensive coordinator, you know. Yeah, one of the worst. One of the worst? Yes. Oh my gosh. Ever? Yeah, Yo, yeah we, we should do a power rankings of the worst USC OCs and the best. He will oh, be in gosh. the top five. Does he, is he worse than T. Barn? <laughs> Well, Hugh was working with Paul Hackett. You, you are aware of that, right? Yes. Okay. So he's worse than T. Martin. No, I mean, we have to make the list. Oh, okay. Well, so this not, is coming in a future show. Yeah, let's not spoil it. Okay. You'll find out who we think is worse. So T. Martin's one or two. I love it. Okay. No, I'm not saying... I'm not putting him at number one. I'm saying we, we should do a top five. All right, we'll do a top. Five. I, I'm saying he will be in the top five. He okay. was the offensive coordinator from '97 to 2000. Yeah, some bad years. Well, and and now what's he doing? He's one he's, in 31. But he's a, the head coach of an NFL football team. And I, I know that I, I I feel like he gets a pass on it because it's the Browns. But <laughs> the Browns did win games before. Now they don't even win games. They're not that bad. They, they should win some games. I, I realize that they're probably not a contender. I, they're not. But They just shouldn't go two seasons without winning a game. Right. Well, yeah, they, they've gone 1-31. That's not what they were doing before he got there. 
Well, to tell you how bad it was, the Detroit Lions were the first team to go 0 and 16, correct? Yeah, the only team. Yes. And that was that was pretty recently. That was 08. It was 08. So yeah. to like pretty much do that back to back years almost, right. you know. They've essentially I'd, done it back to back years. No yeah. one had, had gone 1 in 31. Yeah. It's the worst NFL franchise ever. <laughs> Congrats, Sam Darnold. <laughs> you didn't go there. Okay. So the rest of the draft went as expected, where you saw Ronald Jones go in the second round. He went early second, and that's really good because I think people were, or Tampa Bay, I should say, was not allowing all the negative talk about what he can't do overwhelm all the things that he can do. I think with Ronald, that can happen. Kind of like with Sam Darnold, where you can just kind of focus on all these things that you don't like about him, and then you're, it, you're missing the, the forest for the tree. So, Ronald goes early second. I knew he wouldn't go in the first. That, that wasn't going to happen, uh, because he doesn't do enough uh, at, at a position to warrant that. But that's fine. Early second, very good. And then Yuchenna Nuosu went, and Rasheem Green. I would have guessed that Rasheem would have gone before the other two. Because like we talked about a week ago, I think he had maybe a higher ceiling. Or more, more room to grow from where he currently stands. But some of the knocks on him would be maybe he's an underachiever. Or you know maybe they don't like his motor. And I think he'll have to prove that. That I think those are valid. Those are valid concerns with him. But if I were drafting, I might have taken Rasheem. You know, if if all needs were equal, I might have taken Rasheem over the two guys. What about you? How would you rank those three? If you were able to pick any of the three and you needed a linebacker and a defensive end and a running back, who would you have taken first? You know... I kind of go back and forth because I'm with you about Rasheem and obviously everything I said last week about how I feel like he could be the one uh, to to grow. Into. I, I would pick Rasheem Green. I just talked myself into it right as I was yeah. t- telling you what my yeah. debate was. Ronald Jones makes it hard for me because he does have that like super high-end speed. So you're kind of like, oh, you know, maybe... He's undervalued in the second round, really. You know what I mean? Maybe he can figure out how to pass block and catch the ball someday, right? And and he'll he should have been a first round pick. But I think it's Rasheem Green. Uh, running backs, what we talked about before. I'm just not high on them. If I'm an NFL team, I really just don't care about my running back. That's like one of the last things I'm thinking about. And I just have I love Vichana Nwosu. I really do. I loved him as a college player, but I just have concerns about if if he's going to be physical enough for the NFL. So, uh, you know, to, I, he will be for the NFL, but to be a starter or whatever. So I guess I'd pick Rasheem. Yeah. Um, I guess all that says though, and I probably shouldn't say this, but I'm awful and I will, is that I'm not sure that I would have picked Ronald Jones or Chenna Nuoso as high as they were picked in the second round. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I, you know, I know you said Rasheem Green went a little late. Well, he went in a third. Uh, I didn't think yeah. he would. No, I, I'm with you. Um, but I don't know if I, right? I don't, I, if you said, would you pick Rasheem Green 
at number 38 overall, which is where Ronald Jones was picked, I'd say yeah. no. I see. Yeah. So you would have picked Rasheem a little bit later, and then you would pick those other two behind Rasheem. Exactly. I got you. Okay. I mean, at the end of the day, because we're it's not the same team picking every pick, you know. Yes. So they're not. We're not getting like their ranking. Yes. We're getting the team that one set player and the Chargers. I don't know when their next pick was, but if they don't pick Uchenna where they do, then maybe they don't get him. And same thing with Tampa Bay with Rojo. So it kind of doesn't matter to an extent. Um, they all, I think we agree, were day two picks that yeah. belonged in the second or third round. And for Uchenna, it's a really cool story because a year ago, he was not a second round pick. He might have been a draft... Like, do you think he would have been a draftable player if he would have come out as a junior? I don't know. I don't know because... It, it, I, he would have really been buying potential at that point. Yeah. It, I've late draft, late, like, seven, maybe. sixth round. Right. So he went from a maybe to the second round. And while, yeah, maybe it's a little bit higher than you thought, at the same time, this isn't like it was a shock. That's how well he played, and that's where, you know, maybe he becomes this really solid NFL pro. Um, with Rojo, I think we probably had him pegged as a second-round guy for three years. And really, since he burst onto the scene as a freshman, you figured, yeah. okay, he'll get drafted, and he'll get drafted in the top half of the draft. Yeah. I don't think he really moved. I never saw him in the first round. I never saw him falling out of the third round. I thought for sure he would go at least by round three since he was a freshman at USC. Well, and I think probably even more important than the round was we kind of figured that whenever he came out, he'd be one of the, what, five, four or five best tailbacks yeah. available in any class. Yeah. He was obviously that um, because while I just said that, you know, I would probably pick all these guys late second round, um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were in a spot where, you know, a, a few running backs came off the board before him. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't going to last because you know what? If they're if <laughs> right, if two of those guys are gone or whatever, three of those guys are gone. Um, he's a high demand player. The top running back available is going to go. Yeah. So and and he was one of those guys. He was going into it one of the top running backs available. We always knew that. Um, so yeah, we did we did kind of have that pick. I think with him, we kind of thought that there could have been first round potential if he grew more than he did. So that's mm-hmm. kind of where I'm, I'm disappointed a little bit. Um, but that also gives me a little bit of hope because I feel like, you know, since it's well documented that I criticize this coaching staff at USC, why not just criticize them again? Um, and I know that their running back coach last year was great or whatever, so nobody wants me to criticize him. But maybe he does have potential to, to grow even more in the NFL. So Yeah. It might be he might end up being a big story, uh, a big growth story, kind of like Uchenna Nwosu was coming into the draft, but maybe later. So we're gonna play a game here in a minute, but in terms of what how things played out with the rest of the Trojans that were eligible, Deontay Burnett was the only one who I thought could get drafted. Not necessarily would, but could, and he had such a rough off season where he tore the hamstring. He didn't run well. He wasn't healthy. He's not 
you know, he's not a real impressive athlete. And that, that matters so much for the pro projection that I didn't think he would get drafted after after that pro day, basically. Uh, I mean, he, he couldn't he couldn't do much to combine, and then pro day, he you know he he had his own pro day a couple weeks later. Even then, he was still not totally right, and it's bad luck. But now there's a lot of I think hindsight. You know, 2020, he should have come back. How do you feel about that? I think he absolutely made the right decision leaving USC and entering the draft early. I do not think he should have come back. He had peaked at USC. There's no question about it. I think coming into the season, everybody would have looked at that, you know, that group of receivers and said, wow, what a quality group with Deontay Burnett there. But I think most people would have expected him to maybe be their third best option. He might have been their their top option on the inside. But that's not good for your draft status. He left last year as arguably their best receiver. I probably wouldn't say he was, but it was arguable. And I felt like the longer he spent at USC, um, the tougher it was to make that argument. He also doesn't look like those NFL guys at USC, so I think that was working against him, mm-hmm. where you're playing next to guys that look more the part than you do. So I yeah. think you get out while you're hot, while you have all the numbers, while you have this Rose Bowl film, while you have other film, and big games, while you're a starter, there's no chance uh, of, of dropping further. Because let's be honest, while he didn't get drafted, uh, there was a chance he would get drafted, and that might have not been the case next year because the reason he didn't get drafted is because as you mentioned he's not a big guy he's not a fast guy he's not a super athlete so that's not going to change so well yeah so people want him to get bigger uh he he's six feet he's not going to grow he's not going to be six foot three if he comes back to usc he basically willed himself to 186 pounds he came into usc at like 150 something so he gained about 30 pounds. He, he can't stand to put on much more weight. He's almost maxed out. So it's not like he would come back and be a 200-pound receiver. That wasn't well, going to happen. If you've, ever, the- if you've ever stood next to him or met him, like, like I have for the last three years, you can see, I mean, he's basically built like myself. And, and there's a limit on what, what he could put on. Well, I also just don't understand the argument, too, of, he should come back. Okay, let's say he comes back. Okay, let's say he's USC's leading receiver. Okay, and he catches a thousand. You know, he has a thousand yards receiving, uh-huh. and, and you which know, he six didn't touchdown. He didn't this year well, with Sam Darnold at quarterback. That's my point. Yeah. So let's say he does it again. Does that get him drafted? Maybe not. Yeah. He's coming in to the NFL draft the next year in the exact same position where yeah. he's not big. He's not fast. He's not or- overly athletic. And hey, he ha- he put a quality season on paper right before he entered the draft. What does that do for him? It didn't do anything for him this year. Yeah. What's it supposed to do for him next year? It's people just being selfish because they want a quality slot receiver. They want that done. They don't want to have to recruit to to have their program recruit Tabari Hines. They don't want to have to rely on an Amon Ross St. Brown. And they don't want to have to rely on players that have been there playing in the slot that haven't done it yet. It was time for Deontay Burnett to leave. It Sometimes was. you just are what you are. And yes. Deontay is what he was. 
when he became a starter in the middle of 2016, he actually led USC in receiving from that point on. He, he, yes, he had more, more catches and yards than Juju and Darius Rogers. And then last year, he obviously led them in receiving. And so he has a year and a half of this film where he's basically starring in a starring role with the number three pick in the draft at, you know, call, as a signal caller. Oh, he wouldn't have that quarterback. He'd have more competition at receiver. He's not going to change physically. So I don't even know what, what he gains in coming back from a, from a pro perspective. Now, the one thing that he forfeited that it, I think is valid if he has any regret is I really love being at USC and I would have enjoyed being there another year and now I'm fighting to, you know, to get on a team. If, if, he would have, if he would have been happier playing for USC again, that's different. That's a whole different argument, which we don't know. I can't, I can't speak for him or on his behalf. If he wanted to be at USC and he would have been happy doing that, forget it. And not so much about graduating because he can still come back and graduate. He's already got three years. He's probably a few units short of graduation because, like I mentioned before, the kids come in summer before their freshman year now and they do summer school every year. After three years, a lot of them graduate or they're about maybe a semester away from graduating. So he's not going to be far from his degree. And I know that that's something that he'll want to take care of. It'd be more about, I would have enjoyed playing for USC one more year, and now I don't know if I'm going to play in the NFL. If he has regret over that, that is unfortunate. But it's not. I don't believe that he needed to come back because he would have certainly improved his draft stock. I don't think it was really going to change, and I think it could have maybe only been negatively impacted. I think he would have had to like double his production to change it. <laughs> Two guys really. receiving. He would, he would have just had to have been like the obvious best receiver in college football, statistically. Also, to 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 debunk the idea that uh, maybe he regrets it because he loves being at USC so much. You wrote for the Daily Trojan. Yeah. You write for for our site. Yeah. Did you prefer writing about USC football for free and living in a dorm at college, or do you, do you prefer getting paid to do it? Yeah, I think yeah, the answer right. is obvious. Yeah. So I don't even buy that argument, honestly. Well, I guess the argument would be that he would just be delaying it. That he would still be looking to become a pro athlete in a year, but if he would have enjoyed just playing for USC for one more season. See, for me, it's more about the joy. It, if he would have wanted to come back for that reason, I don't think there was a so much of a financial decision for him because I don't think, I don't think his NFL prospects are very good. They just, they weren't going to be. And I don't think that really changes whether he comes back or not. I think that he, he really only risks injury by coming back, and I think he probably would have produced at a lower level. I don't think he would have caught 86 passes for 1,100 yards if he comes back. No. I've also never met a college junior that was super excited about 
having to go back to college for one more year to graduate, but whatever. I'm done beating that to death. Well, so. Cam did this, and, and I thought it was interesting to hear Cam talk about it because Cam Smith, to me, was going to get drafted, but maybe not real high. He's Deontay Burnett in a way. In, in a like, little bit. I feel like he's Just maxed out. As in an like athlete, he's not going to change. Like Cam yeah, is not going to exactly. change this season athletically. And he's also been very productive every time he's been on the field. Like the way Deontay was as a full-time starter. So they are comparable. But Cam said, I wanted to be the top-ranked linebacker. And I wasn't. And that's why I came back. Good luck to him. You know, yes. I, I don't I don't want to crap on that logic, but good luck to him with that. With Deontay, because he decided otherwise, I would say that was smart because you weren't going to be the top-ranked receiver by coming back. That wasn't going to happen. If you were to come back, maybe you're a seventh-round pick, but it's still a maybe. And he, I'm sure he was close to being a seventh-round pick this year. Most people thought he would be. He was included in most mock drafts. Now, some mock drafts during the season in September, which are absurd, they had him going in the first round. Awesome. And, and that's why you shouldn't pay attention to those. Because those are moronic. The first well, didn't, round... Didn't they have like six USC players like projected to go in the first round or something? There like were that. a handful in different ones, yes, that were, proje- that were projected at various points in the first round. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, it's moronic. Yeah. Well, everyone's a first-round player. That's, it's just if you're good, you're a first-round player. It's like, no, actually go look at the guys, and you know what a first-round player is. It's like you're a freak athlete. You're one of the best athletes in the country, you know, if you play anything besides quarterback. And, and I mean, Ronald Jones is close to that. Cheddar Lewis is close to that. Rasheem Green is close to that. Yeah. They're not that guy. And that's why they went in second and third, because yeah. they're close to that. Because they're close. But Deontay Burnett's not close to that. That's why he didn't get drafted. That's why. But they looked at, oh, who's the top receiver at USC? Because those guys get drafted in the first round a lot. And he was the top receiver at USC, and they picked him. But if you really look at Deontay Burnett, and I don't have anything against him, but there's a lot of players in college football, a lot of wide receivers, that look like that guy and are a similar athlete to that guy. He might have something more mentally Maybe because you know he has, I guess, proven people wrong his entire football career, right? Yeah. He was a blue shirt at USC, and you know he barely got there. And he, you know, really before I think Michigan offered him late, he was really kind of like a, a fringe Pac-12 type guy, right. between like Washington State and Arizona State. Yeah. So he has proven guy people wrong his whole career. He has proven that hey, despite maybe I look like a Washington State or Arizona State receiver, which is what I think he looks like, a guy on that roster, a normal guy on that roster, um, he's always had something more. So maybe he'll prove everybody wrong. But, you know, you can find that guy. Yeah. I don't think he made... I'm really rooting for him because he's a really tough kid. He's a really good kid. I think he can play. I think if you look at the film, you'll see a gem there. Not that he'll star in the NFL, but you just see someone that I think you could find a role in. I'd love if he had gone to New England. I think that would have been a place where they, they value a guy like him. I think we've seen that in the past with the way that they use uh, Danny Amendola and Julian Edelman and Wes Welker and others before him. I think he could play that role. But now my fear is that, okay, 
all these people poured over all this film and no one pulled the trigger on him. Now you're going to throw him into minicamp, right? And it's basically a tryout. And he might not make it because he's not a real physical guy. Although I think he'll play tough, he's not a physical guy. And it's the NFL. So I don't know if he'll come out of that minicamp. I don't know what will happen. I, I do think if he got a chance to play, he would produce. But I'm not confident yeah. that he'll be given the opportunity to play. Oh, I, th- I think what's unfortunate for him is I think he plays like a first-rounder, but he, he's an athlete of an undrafted caliber. Yeah. So you're right. I think somebody does have to give him a chance, and if they do, I think he'll prove people wrong and do something because that just seems to be what he's done his whole career but if you're just if you're a football coach that just looks at him and you're like oh you know why why do i care about this kid and you kind of have to watch him you have to see all the little things he does you have to give him a chance in a game or whatever else so i'm totally with you um i think that might happen if he had been if he had gotten drafted i'd be confident that he'd definitely make it through that mini camp and be fine because that team that that drafted him would have obviously been invested in him and thought that, you know, would be willing to give him a chance. Well, I think one thing going for him that I know about him is that I I, I look back at even my own experience watching him where I realized he was the blue shirt and he wasn't expected to do much. And I do remember really early on where I initially pegged him as a, a red shirt, as a true freshman. Just assumed that, okay, they had so many receivers, they brought in two uh, Juco transfers with him, and I assumed that Deontay Burnett would just redshirt this season. And, and you had Juju already like on his way and starring, and other veterans like Mitchell and Darius Rogers. Anyway, but he practiced so well that the ball always found him, whether it was Darnold throwing to him or Max Brown or even Cody Kessler. This is 2015. The ball always found him, and he delivered. He caught everything. He got open. He knew his playbook. And so that, to me, is character as much as his talent. And he wasn't, uh, he wasn't you know, discouraged by where he was on the depth chart or how many reps he got. So you hope that he'll have enough time to make that same impression in a tryout setting. And, and because it's a tryout, that's my fear, that he'll get a week or two. And, you know, he has to be healthy, number one. But beyond that, you know, if you've ever been in a tryout, it, it's such a, a thin slice. And... He's not going to stand out athletically, but I feel like if he gets enough reps, then he'll make them count, and he'll prove a lot of people wrong. So uh, it's unfortunate that he wasn't drafted, but I'm not going to come down on him for opting to go to the NFL because I felt like this was his time. And that's what he said when I asked him, why'd you do it? He didn't really elaborate. He just said it was my time. And while I would have liked to have heard more from him, I I agree with him. I, I think it was his time. And uh, good luck to him there. There were a handful of other guys that are going to be fighting to make a team. Uh, among that group, do you see any of them hanging on 
in the NFL? No. No? No. Not one? John Chick's the only one, maybe? Yep. So we're talking about Nico Fala, Stephen Mitchell, Josh Faku, Chris Hawkins, Vianney Kellamival. I just don't see it. I I think Hawkins might be the closest one. He kind of reminds me of Deontay Burnett in many ways. Yeah. Um, I don't see the linemen making it. I just I don't think that they were that great in college. I don't think they're physical enough for the NFL. Um, I just I I don't see them having a chance. Uh, Stephen Mitchell, I feel like he's not the same athlete he was. I think injuries kind of beat him up and took it out of him, and I don't expect him to do much in the NFL either. So, uh, yeah, I don't have high expectations. Really, if I had to pick one, I'd say Chris Hawkins. It's kind of an interesting class if you think about how the top four went by the third round. And not many colleges can boast that. And then no one else got drafted. Right? Does it tell you something about what this team was last year and how top-heavy they were? Yeah. You know? They, they, yeah, didn't, they didn't have a lot of depth. Their their good players were really good, right? Sam Donald's a superstar. Rojo was a college superstar. Rasheem Green was a star. Yuchenny Nwosu was a star. Deontay Burnett was even, I would say, a star in college last year. Yeah. They all Pac-12 first team. And then, and then what? And among your senior class especially. And I, I've said this over and over. You win with great seniors. Yeah. Not only seniors, but you'd be hard-pressed to find a national title team that didn't boast really good seniors. They don't have to be the best players always, but they need to be good. And these ones didn't get drafted, other than Uchenna. Maybe that's why you shouldn't come back to USC for your senior year. Oh, I mean, Uchenna was the only one. And obviously he had to. I mean... He, he, it wasn't like Deontay was going to make a jump from the seventh round to the second round like Uchenna might have. And we were just we're just projecting here. I mean, Uchenna, I don't know really where he would have fallen coming out 2016. But I don't believe it was in the top half of the draft. It might have even been undrafted. So you could compare him to Deontay, and he worked his way all the way up to, number, to the second round. That, that's not what was going to happen with Deontay. Because they're different athletes. Yeah. That's a good point. It's kind of funny that, uh, you know, you just made your point there about, about seniors and about coming back. Although, not that, I I don't feel like the guys that, that did come back and went undrafted would have been drafted necessarily the year before. They, they wouldn't have. They had to come back just to keep playing. That's where they were at. Yeah. Uh, with Deontay, again, it was more like a 50-50 thing. Ended up landing on Kales. All right. So, among the four that got drafted, Darnold, Rojo, Uchenna, Rasheem Green. We'll play a little game here. Okay. Okay. I love games. Yeah, we have a game. I think a, I think a podcast is better when we have games. It is. It's better for me anyway. I have more fun. Okay. You don't have to think too much. 
No, well, I and I get to play a game, and that's all I do all day. Anyway, you're not a gamer, though. You don't play a lot of video games. No, I, I, I have a nice video game thing, but I don't really use it. So, yeah, is that what we're calling it? A video game thing. <laughs> that shows you how little I play video games. I used to be much more into it when Sega Genesis was popular. So, okay, I didn't even know you were alive for that. I got it used. Ah. So, you, you often it probably do. wasn't popular anymore. <laughs> uh, I don't think you caught that comment. No, I missed it. Yeah, I think that you often do. Get it used? Yeah. Everything I get is used. And everyone. <laughs> okay. All right. So, we're going to go through the four guys that got drafted. And basically, give our thought on, say, like, they're the best player to be drafted by uh, from out of USC at that position since blank. Now, not based on their college career, but what we think their NFL career will be. Okay. Okay, let's work our way backwards. So, Rasheem okay. Green, best uh, defensive end drafted out of USC since... Oh my gosh. Since Everson Griffin? Yeah. Everson? Yeah, that's my pick. I, I mean, feels like USC doesn't have a lot of, you know, big-time defensive ends in recent years. I think before him, there's probably a few guys to name, but he kind of seemed like that last, right? Like, US star USC defensive end Yeah. Uh, that came out. And that's really sad because he was there when Pete Carroll was at USC. Yeah, and just to restate this, so we think that this player will have the best NFL career since whomever we, we name. Does that mean you're picking Everson Griffin too? Yeah, yeah, Griffin's really good. we're not going to pick the same player every time. No, I mean, if, if uh, Rasheem Green has Everson Griffin's career, then I think he'll be really happy. Yes, oh, cool. That's yeah, a good career. Sure. In fact, yeah. I, Everson, they're kind of comparable I mean, Everson was was a freak athlete, but I felt like never reached expectations at USC. He never fulfilled them. He was supposed to be a lot better. Yeah. But he's been better no, in the NFL. True. He's been a better NFL player than a college player. Yeah. He was like the opposite of Deontay Burnett. <laughs> okay. No, really, though. Right? Under the opposite. until the end. Uh, opposite would mean that he didn't do anything at USC. No, and that's true. And actually, his last year there, he was really, really good. Yeah, I just thought, I always thought he could be better, and that he would be better, and he's been a better pro than a college player. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we agree on that one. Best since Everson okay. Griffin. Okay, what about linebacker, Yichimu Nuosu? Best USC linebacker since? Malcolm Smith. Okay. Because Malcolm Smith kind of sneakily had, like, a good career. He's a Super Bowl MVP. So, like, it's hard to rank him, right? He's kind of, like, hard to figure out, I guess, on how. Um, yeah. But I, I think he's the one because, you know, there's been guys drafted since him. Oh, yeah. I, does Nick Perry count as that, that same position? Yeah, Nick Perry counts. Maybe, maybe he should be the pick. He's a defensive end in the NFL, uh, but he essentially was playing the same spot that Uchenna was playing. It's either it's either Perry or Malcolm Smith. That would okay. be my pick. 
I guess I'll go Smith because I feel like Perry's cheating. I just feel like they're not the same player. Yeah. No, I mean they're not now, but um, I, I would say they came out as you know it, it it was comparable. But Perry obviously quite a bit bigger than Malcolm. I mean Uchen is bigger than Malcolm. Yeah, Malcolm now is an inside linebacker. Yeah, but I mean, Uchenna, for all we know, could end up becoming an inside linebacker. That's why I didn't want to be too specific with that. I'm ready to hear you say Hayes Pollard. Well, I thought when we talked about it off air, you were going to go with Stuart Cravens. Maybe. Decided uh, not to, though. Yeah, but with Stuart, we don't know yet. It, we, you basically would be projecting both their careers. With Malcolm, we have a baseline of, of how good he is in the NFL. I think Malcolm's a good pick. Wow. I think that Uchenna will be better than Stuart, and that Malcolm, I, I don't know if he'll be better than Malcolm. So I, I like Malcolm. I think that's the right pick. I didn't want We've to agree with you, agreed. but I have to. We've agreed twice. It's not fun. This game We're is gonna supposed to be... We're going to agree again, Yeah, too. it's supposed to play out differently. We're going to agree again, too. I just know it. But why don't you go first? Why don't you tell me uh, who Ronald Jones... Uh, or your pick, I guess, for who Ronald Jones is going to be the best player, the best running back out of USC since. Ooh. This is really hard. Is it? I think so. I do. Um... Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb. All right? Okay. You ready? You're going to say Reggie Bush. No. Oh. Marcus Allen. Marcus Allen. USC has not had a lot of success from that position in the NFL since Marcus Allen. Reggie had a decent career. He had a, a really good rookie year and a couple other years where he was good, but a lot of the years where he wasn't and, and you know, it just didn't obviously live up to the number two ranking. But we're not really judging based on that. I just feel like he was a, a decent pro. I think objectively, it, a USC fan might not want to hear that, but if you ask someone who doesn't root for USC and ask them what they thought of Reggie Bush in the NFL, they probably would call him a bust. And while I think he's probably too productive to just call him an outright bust, he's somewhere in between that. And then Glendale White had, a, had some short-lived success in the NFL. Joe McKnight did a little bit in the NFL. They, they haven't had much. I think Rojo will. I think he'll he'll definitely outproduce what we saw from Lindell and McKnight, and Reggie would be the one that like the, the the hurdle that you know I'm I'm not totally sure about, but I'm gonna say I think he'll 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 beat him out and he'll be the best one since Mark Scanlon. Now, remember what I'm saying. I'm not saying he's gonna be in the Hall of Fame or that he's gonna match Mark Scanlon either. I'm just saying that I think he will have a better NFL career than the USC running backs since Marcus Allen. Wow. Okay. What about you? Okay, you heard it here first. Adam thinks that uh, Rojo's the best USC running back in the NFL since Marcus Allen. I'm going to go Reggie Bush because I think that if he beats Reggie Bush's career, it means he has a really good NFL career. 
I know that Reggie didn't live up to all the expectations of being a number two pick or somebody that was supposed to be the number one pick until the last minute. But he did have a, a decent NFL career for a running back. I can't really say that I expect a running back to have a better career than him just coming out of college. I can't say that. I really can't. I know he didn't live up to it, uh, to everything that was expected, but he did pretty decently. I believe he had a couple thousand yard rushing seasons. He did. Uh, so the funny thing about Reggie Bush. Here, is that he's like the opposite runner, or I mean, opposite player than Rojo, where he was good at these other things that Rojo's not. But I think Rojo is a, a better, like, pure runner in terms of, like, as a running back and, and running out of the backfield. Right? Yeah. And so, I mean, Reggie's yards per carry was 4.0. You know, just okay. And it was really high in college, obviously, and he was so athletic. Yeah, it was, like 10. Yeah. <laughs> well, it was uh, I think, nine in his Heisman year. But I think with Rojo, I think he'll, I think he'll be better than that. I think he'll have, he'll be more productive on a per carry basis. And he's just more of a pure running back. Where with Reggie, they used him in all these different ways, and a lot of his value came from that. Um, so I think he'll be a better running back. Now, Reggie had a lot of value as a returner and as a receiver. Rojo's not doing that. So if you add it all up, then you know I guess I have to amend what I said because I think he might not be all of that. You know, I, Because he's not going to even give you anything as a receiver or as a returner. I don't think he will. And, and Reggie, Reggie's value was tied to that more at times than it than it was as a running back. Where sometimes he did not carry the ball very much and was ignoring it and was a decoy. Rojo is not going to be a decoy as a running back. That's where you're going to get your money's worth out of him. So I think, you know, he, you, you realize Reggie ran for only 2,090 yards in the NFL for the Saints? That's crazy. That's not very much at all. No. I think I think Rojo will will beat that with the Bucks, and then he ran for another couple thousand with Miami, ran for you know about a thousand with Detroit. Did he have a moment in San Francisco too when he was good? No, that just, it just never happened. No, no he, he was awful. That was the end. He was awful. That's yeah. why you hate him so much. <laughs> no, no, I I didn't, I didn't want him actually. Out. If I'm being it honest, all. I didn't. I didn't you want didn't him. want him. <laughs> it's not that You're like why. <laughs> I love it. Not at that point. Basically, I feel like Rojo will be a more productive running back for what he was drafted for, to be a running back. And with that, I think he'll be a better running back than Reggie was in the NFL. Although, if you add the whole player Reggie, then he might fall short of that. But I think he'll be the best running back to come out of USC since Marcus Allen. Crazy. You're just a wild, crazy man. I'll take Reggie. Okay. All right. Finally. And just so everyone knows, I'm not saying he was better in college than Reggie. Because I feel like someone's going to misunderstand what I'm saying. That's, I don't think that's that. That's not what you said? <laughs> Do you know what Reggie Bush did in college? Yeah. He yeah, averaged like 10 yards a carry, won the Heisman. You're an idiot, Adamaya. <laughs> He's way better than Ronald Jones. Idiot. 7.2 yards per carry. Was it only 7.2? 7.4. One of the I other. I thought it was like 100. I forget. 
I thought he averaged 110 yards a touch. That's what I remember. It felt like a good time. Right? It's like he scored a touchdown, then he ran up in the stands, and they counted some of that at the yardage, too. So. Did he not? I think he did. Right. 7.3. It was right in between. I think his senior year was like 9.7. It was 8.7. Whatever. Yeah. You and your facts. It's because you're a member of the fake news media, so. <laughs> did you catch Michelle Wolf? I did, actually. I okay. We probably hilarious. shouldn't talk about that on the podcast. Well, but, yeah, sorry. But definitely I mean, off was, the podcast. It might not have been hilarious, so. Yeah, it might or might not have been. <laughs> we don't know. Okay. Sam Darnold. Best USC quarterback in the NFL since? Matt Castle. Really? No. Is it not him? I can't tell if you're joking. No, I'll take I'll take Carson Palmer. Okay. So, I know you're going to go pick, like, Pat Hayden or something. <laughs> okay. So I don't think you understand the game that we're playing. <laughs> Do I ever... I'm all confused. Why is it in Matt Castle? I don't get it. <laughs> Carson Palmer. Pick right. Pat Hayden now so I can go home. Okay? All right. Let's do it. I'm going to say that he will win more than Palmer. Statistically, what? he might not exceed Palmer. Stop. But he will win more than Palmer. Just stop it. Why? That's not crazy. Palmer didn't win very much. He didn't... I mean... But you're you're saying you would predict if somebody held a gun to your head, right? And they said, bet on this, and if you're wrong, you will die. You think he's going to win more in the NFL than Carson Palmer did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I can't I can't say anything else. I, I What? You you think that's not, crazy? He might not at all. Like there might there's a chance he might not even get he might not even start in the NFL for all we know. You know what I mean? Sam like, Donald might not start in the NFL? I I would be shocked. What but, were you doing before I called you? I mean but hold on I mean like how many quarterbacks? He might not have we start seen? in the NFL. He just got drafted third. Okay. Name me the last start very Give me the last quarterback that got drafted third that he didn't might, start. Okay, but he might not start very long. He might not he You might think not he's Johnny Manziel? Huh? You think he's Johnny Mangel? Well, you think no, he's going to fall out of the league big, in two years? There's a big difference between Johnny Manziel and Carson freaking Palmer. Dude. No, no, but you're saying no. I know, and you're the and you're the one putting him on the other end of the spectrum. You're saying he might not start in the NFL. He, he might not. We don't know. He might not. Okay. I mean, I would. I mean, okay. He'll be like starting 90, in 2018. There's like a 99.9 percent chance he's going to start. No, there's a hundred. He's okay. starting this year. I just put it super close to 100, didn't I? But he might not last. Yeah, uh, he might not do a lot of things. Or he might do a lot of things. You, but you, you think you he's going to win You just said he might more. not start. No, he will start. Okay. Don't say that. Okay. He'll start. He might not last at all. Yeah. Yeah. And you're saying he's going to win more than Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer's career record is 92-88-1. Okay. Right. So... He's right above 500. I think Donald but, but will be better than that. he started in almost 200 NFL games, right? Was that 170? Yeah, no, 100 and, 180. 181 okay. to be exact. So to beat 90, he's going to have to start in like 150 and win a lot. Yeah. Right? I mean... Yeah, I expect him to stick around. 
I don't think he's going to be like Kessler or Barkley or Sanchez or Booty or Leinart. I think he'll he'll stay in the NFL for a while, for a long time. I think he'll be good. I don't know if he'll be great, but I think he'll be good. Carson was good at times. He wasn't always good. He was great for a couple of years as well. Yeah. I think if he didn't get injured, his whole career is probably different. And I maybe he's a agree. Hall of Famer. That injury kind of changed the whole trajectory. So yeah. that I can't account for, obviously, with Darnold. But I'm saying that I'm expecting him to be in the NFL for a long time, to be good in the NFL, and to win more than Palmer. Okay, the only so Pal- thing where Palmer might beat him is numbers, yards. Okay. He threw for a lot of yards with Darnold, I don't know. So you're saying Darnold has to win more than 90 He has 90 to win games. more than half his games. And, so, and not over like a small sample size like Vince Young, but okay. a significant time. He has to win more than half. What was the number? I'm just trying to do some math here. Was it 92? 92 and 88, yeah. Okay. So if he's a 10-year starter yeah. in the NFL. Right. That would be 164 to, games. Yeah, he has He has to go. Ten, he has to average 10 and 6. No. Yes, he does. He has to average 9 and 7, and he's well over Palmer. Palmer averaged 8 and 8. He's 92 and 88. Those numbers yes. are near identical. But 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 that but there's a time span here that matters too. Yeah. Right. But he... if Darnold goes nine and seven for ten years, then he already won ninety, but he lost seventy. Where Palmer lost eighty eight. So so the losses factor in too. Yeah yeah I'm I'm not saying he has to win ninety three games so much. That's I think what that he'll I win. We were talking about. Yeah, I, I'm saying that he'll win more than fifty percent of his okay. starts. Where okay. Palmer basically went five hundred. Fine. I could see that happening. I'm not sure because he's with the Jets. No, right? no, no. Don't, don't try to get on my team. What, what do you, you said win more than Palmer, and I, so I thought you meant number. he'd have to win. If Palmer won 91, he has to win 92 games. I think that would be really, really hard, and I think he might not do that at all. Yeah. Because Palmer's been in the league for, what, 14 years, 15 years? Yeah. Right? So I, I don't think he'll be a 15-year pro. I don't, maybe he will be, but I don't think so. So I just think, like, hey, if he's a 10-year pro, gosh, that'd be great. Mm-hmm. He'd have to go 10-6 and six to beat that every year. You know how so many times Palmer went to the playoffs? He didn't go to the playoffs very often. Do you know how many times? A few? Three. Okay. Yeah. You know how many he playoff games the Bengals, he won? the Raiders, and the Cardinals. So. You know how many playoff games he won? I'm guessing zero. He won one. Okay. And I think, again, like, it, it all kind of changed in his second year with that injury. It's right, unfortunate. So let, me, let me ask you this way, because, okay, fine. If you're going to say Sam Darnold's I think he'll win more than one playoff game. Okay. I think if he'll go to the say, playoffs more than three times. Okay. And I think that he'll win more than half his starts. All right. I'm not sure about more than three playoff appearances. I don't know. Really? Yes. I don't know that. I, one we don't know game. anything, I, but you don't. You, do you think it will happen? Hold on. We're guessing play- it. This is a game. F- I think uh, it could be around You're not a fortune that. teller. I think it could be around three. Uh-huh. I could. So I, the over, I, I'm setting the over-under at three. Are you going over or under? I will push. <laughs> You're lame. I think it's right at three. I'm going over. Okay. But let's let's talk about the wins. Because yeah. you're Okay, you're right. 
Maybe he maybe he wins more playoff games. Maybe he goes more than 500. Does he win more than 91 games in his NFL career? Yeah, if he plays long enough, sure. Okay. Yeah, I, assuming health, right? Like, no. like, put it this way, like, again, because of the health thing, I'm, I'm going to say yes, he wins more than that. Now, and if he doesn't, it would be because of health, not because he's not good enough. Okay, I'm, I, would, I am going to guess he doesn't win that many games. And, but you're saying just because of production, like not because you're expecting him to fizzle out or get. Be, you're expecting him to fizzle out, not get injured. I don't know if he'll get injured. I mean, maybe his career is cut short because he's because he moves around a lot and runs. And stuff. I don't know, but I just. I don't t- think okay, he's gonna run a lot. Me, huh? I don't think he's gonna run a lot in the NFL. He didn't run a lot okay. last year. That's fine. Oh, I, he moves though. Okay, I'm, I can well, see. Well, he helped him hurt. move. You, it, that helps him. It, I could, <laughs> you don't want to be a statue. I, I get it. I'm just saying. I can see him getting hurt. Okay, yeah. I could. So I can see Josh Rosen getting hurt. I don't. I can see that too. More likely than Darnold. I don't but feel I'm like Darnold just big injury risk. When you said to me, "Is he gonna?" Or I think he's gonna win more than Carson Palmer. I didn't think about percentages. I didn't think about playoff games. I you thought, thought about, about total wins. I thought about total wins. You, were you aware of his total wins when I when I said that? No, but why? 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 I mean, why? You were thinking that more about sense? like how how good, like how much of a winner he was, right? I was thinking that he started in the NFL for like fourteen years. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, no I, I wasn't thinking about the counting stats. I was thinking more about like the the win percentage. Like, how much do you win? How much of a winner are you? Okay. Because if you play a lot it enough, could be better then yeah, than you'll tally up. That's why I said the total yards might be greater for Palmer and even the total wins. Although, again, if Donald doesn't get hurt, I'm expecting him to eclipse 92 wins. But let's let's also talk about this, too. He's on the Jets. Yeah. Okay. What, so if he's anything less than amazing, he might just go from bad team to bad team like Palmer did. You know what no, I mean? No, Palmer threatened to retire, and so the, the Bengals parted ways with him. They didn't want to part ways with him. That's why he ended up leaving there. He, They didn't get rid of him. Even though they were 4-12 and 12 in his last year, they still wanted him. He but didn't want them. even if they kept him, they're the Bengals. Huh? Even if they kept him, they're the Bengals, and after he got right. hurt, he was the Right, so it's comparable, right? Like, Cincinnati's probably comparable to the Jets. I completely agree, but I'm saying... So when, he, when Carson Palmer felt like... Maybe one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. Darnold's not going to do that. He, they're they're different. He's not going to do it. What Carson did. He's not going to threaten to retire to this force his my, way out. Okay, this is my point. He's on a team that's not very good, like Palmer was. Yeah. When Palmer felt like he was maybe one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, which I think was that playoff game against the Steelers when he got hurt. That was all five. Like, Yes, but that was like the last time, right, where it's like, oh, maybe this guy is one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, right? No, no. I mean, the next year he threw for 4,000 yards. The year after that he threw for 4,000 yards. Okay, so around that time? He he was productive many years. They just didn't win a lot. He didn't win a lot. Well, okay, so my point is when it felt like he was one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, it felt like he was kind of turning that franchise around and they could win. And then when he wasn't that guy anymore... They were the Cincinnati Bengals with a decent quarterback. So if Sam Darnold is Well, amazing, they went back to the playoffs. They went back in 09. Four years after the injury, they went back. Was he one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL in 2009? I wouldn't think so. 
You probably exactly. like but around number ten. He wasn't in the top five. He was maybe you know in that second tier. But earlier, it felt like that. It felt like he was going to join it. Yeah. Okay. So my point is, when it felt like he had the potential to possibly end up as the top quarterback in the NFL. Yes. When it felt like that, uh-huh. the Cincinnati Bengals yeah. felt like they had a chance to maybe pursue a championship. Yes. They were in the playoffs. They were favored in that game. I'm thinking the Pittsburgh Steelers game in 05. I think they were a top seed, one of the top seeds that year. It didn't feel like the Cincinnati Bengals anymore. Right. When Carson Palmer was no longer that guy, they felt like the Cincinnati Bengals again, even though he wasn't awful. He was still pretty good. Yeah. He wasn't elite, elite, top, top. Right. So my point is, if Sam Darnold is elite, elite, top, top guy, if he reaches You have that, to repeat those words, just elite. Okay, whatever. Top. He will smash all of these things we're talking about. Sure, no problem. Uh-huh. But if he's not, he's going to be a good quarterback on a, on a franchise that sucks. And they won't win. <laughs> okay? Yeah. And then maybe, maybe he... Uh, leaves in free agency or gets traded, well, where is he going? He's not going to the team that's winning the Super Bowl, right? He's going to go to another bad team that needs a quarterback because that's what happens to all these guys. Well, Kirk so Cousins I'm just saying, left. I'm sorry, what? Kirk Cousins. He, just, he was very productive. He's probably like the between that 10 and 12 range of NFL quarterbacks. He's not in the top five, but he's definitely very good. He just got the biggest guaranteed contract in the history of the NFL, and he left the team that he was drafted by, and he went to a Super Bowl contender. Is that is that a normal circumstance? Well, it might be the new thing, because okay. of the way that you have to pay a quarterback. Okay, because so now, guess- you get on a rookie deal, so you're not paying them the way that you were paying Sam Bradford, and the way that you were paying Matthew Stafford. You're paying them significantly less when you acquire them. So your point is, if he's really good, a team might pay him a lot and get him away from the Jets. Yeah, that could happen. Okay. We've seen that happen now. But that's only if he's really, really good, right? Uh, Kirk Cousins, to me, is not really, really good. He's good. Okay. He's not elite. Okay. Darnold can be that. I'm just telling you that if Darnold's not elite, his his like if he is elite... He could completely surpass Carson Palmer. There's no question. If he's not, he could totally not get anywhere close to being Carson Palmer at all. That's all. So I wouldn't be confident saying he's going to win more than 90 games or that he'll win more than one playoff game or go to more than three because he's on the Jets. The Jets are awful. We have no idea what he is. And I think that to to do those things that we're talking about, you actually have to prove yourself to be pretty darn good. I don't know how bad they are. That's the thing, because they wanted to tank this year, and they ended up winning five games. While they wanted to position themselves to be the top pick and get Darnold, at least that was the conversation before the year began, but they do have a, a, a newer, younger coach. They won five games with but were, poor quarterback were the, play. Were the players and the coaches really tanking to, to like, so are you saying that they should have won eight, but they ended up with five because they no. didn't try? No. Okay, because a five-point team is pretty bad. So Yeah, they, they were better than they thought they were going to be. And they still ended up picking third in the draft. So. But they had five wins. But that'll tell Five, five wins is like five years for Cleveland. Yeah. No, hey, they ain't Cleveland. <laughs> well, I mean, a lot of people are kind of touting Cleveland and their situation because they got Jarvis Landry and you know, they, That's they hilarious. supposedly have a lot of talent. 
that that's hilarious. All that talent they just got will totally transform them from going one and thirty-one the last two years. Well, I, I think like, they're poorly coached. I think New about? York might be coached a lot better. They probably are, and that's that's pivotal for a young quarterback. So, I'm not writing him off because he ended up with the Jets. I think they're going to be okay, and I think he's really good. So, I think if he can be really good, then he a, a really good quarterback in the NFL can elevate the whole team. Yeah, without question. It's it's almost all that matters, it feels like. I know other things matter. Well, I get it. If you don't have a really but good quarterback, then you have to be done. really good around that quarterback. You have to be elite around him. Yeah. That goes with the two ways. Either you have an elite quarterback and you're okay around him, like you're Green Bay, which, you know, they're in the playoffs every year when Aaron Rodgers is healthy, but they've only won that one Super Bowl, even though he's obviously of the caliber that could win every year. Or you do Seattle, and you have an okay quarterback that's really good around him. And when they were, and they were on cheaper contracts, then they won the Super Bowl, and they went to another one. I'm surprised now, you... Now that they don't Wilson. have that, they don't make the playoffs anymore. Yeah. surprised Be- you referred to Wilson as okay. <laughs> that was a compliment. It is a compliment. <laughs> But, or even Philadelphia, like what we saw in Philadelphia uh, winning Super Bowl with Nick Poles. Hey. Or Minnesota. Minnesota going to the NFC title game with their triumvirate. It's mainly Case Keenum. You have to be really good around that quarterback. Same thing with Jacksonville. So it, it's not the only thing that matters now. We have, I don't know about New York. Like ultimately, we'll find out. But I do believe that Darnold will be good. So best since Pat Hayden. <laughs> I want you to say it. Well, he he would be the best one. Pa- Palmer Palmer's the one. Oh, so best since forever. <laughs> He'd be the best one. I'm, He's just the best. One. But again, I qualified. Pat Hayden did in the I, NFL. I don't I don't know if. It, <laughs> Uh, I, it, you know what? It wasn't very much, and yet it was more than he did at USC. <laughs> as the athletic director, of course, not as their quarterback. The hey, most he, he ever did, did was as a quarterback of USC. Hey, he did he did a lot as the athletic director at USC. So I don't want to hear it. He started the renovation. He tore down the house. He just didn't do anything else. So he's still involved with that renovation, technically. We'll see how it goes. Oh, Pat, we love you. Well, if his tenure as the athletic director is any indication. Do you think he's still cashing checks from USC just for doing nothing? Yes. They, like, gave him it's some the USC way. Yeah, that's awesome. I guarantee he's cashing checks. Oh, man. We might as well talk about Michelle Wolf now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. It wasn't funny. I swear, I didn't laugh at anything she said. Okay. I think we're done. Are we? One way or the other. Are we done? Yeah. You don't want to do the second half of the show show about politics or anything like that? No. Nope. No, not this week? Okay. Well, that's our show. Have you stuck with us through it and uh, listened to all of our jokes and... We appreciate it, as always. Um, if you haven't signed up for TrojanSports.com, I'm going to say it again, you should sign up. We have a great special going on. 
It's called spring clearance, spring cleaning, something like that. I don't remember now. I'm not sure why I brought it up, but it's something funny like that. Uh, so if you sign up for a month, you get two months free at usc.rivals.com slash sign underscore up. But remember, make sure you have to sign up for a month. Uh, you got to pay for that first $10, and then we got you for those other two months. Uh, so please do. For Adam J. Maya, I'm Chris Swanson. Enjoyed the show as always. I hope you did. Thank you for sticking with us. And um, no JT Daniels jokes. I was just going to mention that. You forgot about so, I I did, and I, I was going to think of one right now and sneak it in, and I just couldn't think of anything off the top of my head. So Come on. We, we laid off. We can wait. Week, JT. Okay. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> Give me 30 minutes to write some material, and I'll send you the edit. Maybe Michelle Wolf can come up with a joke for you. Oh, gosh. I don't even know what to say. I can't believe we brought that up this week. We're so bad. All right. Take care, everybody. And uh, JT, I'll get to you next week, I promise. Don't worry. Take care.